Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Dare to Self Care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. It's me, Jen, your host of this podcast. Why am I being so awkward? (laughs) Okay, so I hope everyone had a great week and we are ready to crush it this next week. Even if Monday sucked, we can still turn it around. (laughs) Let's jump right into what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week. As always, you guys reflect on your weeks and listen to how my week went. (laughs) Okay, so what was in alignment this week? I have a strong one this week for me at least. So I feel so back in alignment with YouTube. I know you've heard me like go back and forth on this one a lot. And something that I figured out through therapy is there is a direct correlation between when I feel my most anxious and most out of alignment and when I feel on my game with YouTube. So if I feel behind on my YouTube videos or remember months and months ago, maybe even like, I don't know, like eight months ago at this point, at the very beginning of this podcast, I had lost all of my YouTube footage for a challenge and then like I figured it out and then I lost footage again. Like my anxiety was at an all-time high. So that's definitely an extreme example, but There is a direct correlation just because I think it just goes back to like feeling like you're in alignment with your purpose and when I'm really feeling inspired and passionate and proud of the content I'm putting out on YouTube, I feel my best and I think there's more journaling I can do to figure out why that is because I don't necessarily think it's healthy that I feel anxious when I'm not doing well but... I think it's like anything when you are super passionate about your work and you feel like it's not at your best, you're not going to feel at your happiest. So right now, I I feel like I've been loving vlogging and staying consistent with that, but it's definitely been a minute, like due to all the craziness of moving and leaving my full-time job situation, it's been a minute since I felt re-inspired to make more videos of more value and sit-down videos, ones where other people outside of my current subscriber base can actually find me through other videos outside of just vlogs. So the best thing that happened to me this week or that I made happen this week was I went to a workout studio called Mind Body Project in New York City, of course, and I fully filmed a review. So I filmed a reel, I filmed for a YouTube review, And I did that all while I was there. I got content for both platforms so I could film a review. And even after going out the night before, usually if I go out on a Friday night and these days if I have like a Saturday commitment to YouTube or something, it's not going to happen. I'll call in sick. I'll do something irresponsible. But I have been so remotivated and so excited to get back into all of these types of videos that I was excited to go. I was committed. I made sure to drink a lot of water before bed, all things like that, so that I could definitely make myself get there. And I just feel so rededicated getting back on like my inspired, valuable social media content grind. And it feels really, really good. So definitely follow me over on YouTube and Instagram for all of that content that is coming your way. It just felt so good. I cannot even explain to you, like, to have a video to sit down and film a workout class for view with all this B-roll footage, and it just brings me back to why I started my channel in the first place, and I just can't wait. I have so many ideas flooding through me, like, best coffee shops in New York City, and I want to actually go out and about and film at the coffee shops, do more videos that just take a lot more work and time and effort, like those YouTube workout studio reviews, so... 
I finally feel reinvigorated to do that and I'm so excited for the fall because I just feel recommitted and like there's less distractions and I'm so excited. Okay, what was out of alignment for me this week was, I'll be super honest, Ethan and I had our first fight since moving in together. It was such a typical like boy-girl living together fight, so... (laughs) I mean, nothing to nothing to call home about, but it just put a damper on the week because I'm not used to fighting with him ever. Like, I'm really not because we haven't really, we spend like a week at a time together and then we miss each other and it's just been like super pleasant for a few years now, honestly. Like, super tiny bickering here and there, of course. Like, we're only human, but we haven't gotten an actual fight in so long, so I'm just not used to it. But we dealt with it really well, and I've come to terms with the fact that, like, okay, now we live together. We're going to fight a bit more often. That's okay. So normal. We get through it with such great communication, and we truly do come out stronger the other side every single time because we want to understand the other person so much. So it's okay. I can just be a bit of a perfectionist in relationships sometimes, so... I put so much pressure on myself to be perfect and be the perfect daughter, be the perfect sister, be the perfect girlfriend, like all of it. So if I feel like I'm disappointing someone, I get so anxious and upset. But I've been working on it in therapy and I feel good about where I'm at with it. And we got through it super well. So I'm just coming to to the terms with like fighting is normal. You live in the same space now, like it's going to happen and that's okay. So No big thing, but it was definitely out of alignment this week for sure. So let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. (sighs) Okay, I'm so excited to introduce this week's guest because I love a pleasant surprise. Like, I learned so, so, so much in this episode. Like, when I was recording this, I felt so inspired, so interested, so intrigued. Like, I was just learning so much about creating a product and working with your friends and pivoting and it was just it was so so interesting to me and like fun new wellness tricks and she's been doing so much research on that so let's just get into who she even is Lily Galef she's the co-founder and chief brand officer of Hilma aligning a childhood passion of mixing her own DIY organic beauty products with a professional career leading marketing and content strategy at some of the most influential media properties, make Lily an expert in brand strategy and the driving force in shaping the Hilma brand and lifestyle. So prior to Hilma, Lily led retail and fashion partnerships at Refinery29. Previous roles also included brand marketing at Vogue and Vox Media. So a bit on Hilma. Hilma is helping people look at their medicine cabinet with fresh eyes. They make natural remedies that are scientifically backed and accessible. So, my personal favorite are the elderberry immunity gummies. They taste so good. I have them for dessert every single night. And also the upset stomach remedy. I'm really excited to try the gas and bloating one because obviously... I have IBS, and after this episode, you'll be able to tell just how intentional and thoroughly researched their products really are, so I know it's going to be a good one. And what we spoke about this episode was Lily's story from going from working in fashion and retail for Vogue and Refinery29 for many years to the story of creating Hilma with her closest friends. We talk about how they even started after the idea came about from the research process to getting a scientific board together to creating the product and beyond. She gives advice on starting a business with your best friends. We talk about all things Hilma and overall wellness. She tells us about the wellness remedies that she now uses since learning so much about natural remedies through all of the research. So I found that super interesting. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with Lily and please screenshot this episode and post it onto your Instagram stories or send it to a friend if you're feeling inspired. It helps this podcast out so, so, so much. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in trying out Hilma products, definitely use my discount code JenLauren20. I will post the link in the show notes so that you can purchase some Hilma products for 20% off. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. 
Of course. So I'm so excited to have you on because as everyone who is a regular listener knows, I have IBS and oh Hilma gosh. is something that I, I know. And I finally found something that actually works. That's not like a prescription medication. So I cannot wait to dive into it with you. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. We, we hear a lot of our customers, unfortunately, struggle with IBS. Yeah. And I'm sure all of your customers have gone to GIs and been through oh, yeah. medication. At the, yeah. So we have lots to talk about, but we have to start every episode with mm-hmm. your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success. I would say, honestly, therapy. Um, I feel like particularly with being an entrepreneur, like the emotional roller coaster of starting a business is really challenging. And I was lucky enough to be have had be have been in therapy for many years before starting my own business. And so it was really nice to like have that support system. And it's something that I would recommend to to honestly any person, not just an entrepreneur, but I think it's yeah. even if there's not like a specific issue that you're struggling with, it's so useful to have an educated kind of objective third party to kind of help you parse through your own emotions and kind of help you develop like strategies to, um, you know, achieve your goals and, and kind of get through life more easily, I guess. Um, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think like when I think about self-care, obviously I, you know, do a lot of breathing and make sure I'm hydrated and all that stuff. But I really think like fun foundationally therapy has been so helpful to me and I just can't recommend it enough. I'm so happy that that was your tip because I <laughs> completely agree. Oh God. I feel like therapy just helps me understand my emotions and understand yeah. what I'm going through. Cause sometimes I feel like, especially with anxiety, it can just become like this anxious cloud totally. over your body and your mind. And, and you're, you think you know what's going on, but until you really have a safe space to like dive deep into what's going on and why and solutions, it's really hard to sort of dig yourself out of that hole. And I love that you said even years before you really needed it emotionally, mm-hmm. you were going because I always say like, I love that I have a therapist in place so that if something comes at me, cause that's what life does. It throws shit at you when you least expect right. it. I have treatment and like mm-hmm. a safe space in place and someone who really knows me inside and out to help me get through whatever comes my way. So I completely agree with that. Yeah. And I, if I found that it just like helps me be less reactive in all yeah. areas of my life because, um, you know, as humans and particularly today when like we have so much information coming at us and these devices and everything's immediate and it happens so fast, it, we live in an environment that makes us react, I think. Um, and I think it's really helpful to have a place where there's, at least in my like experience of therapy, there's always this reminder to kind of like take a second, slow down, like think through things. And that has been really helpful to me. Yeah. And I think there's such a common misconception of like, people will think, oh, well, I'm not going through something super tragic Mm -hmm. right now. So like, Mm -hmm. why would I go to therapy? And like the therapist in your first session will be like, what brings you in? And they're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it's just a place to like, it's just like a journal, but you have a professional on the other end. Like, Yeah. It's just an ability to like understand yourself better. And yes, um, even if like, and you know, therapy can be expensive. Luckily, a lot of insurance do does cover it, but there's also things like better help. And like, there's a lot more accessible ways um, to access. Yeah. Yeah, Talk space, like to, to gain access to therapy now, which is such a gift. Yeah, absolutely. And not to go on an extreme tangent about therapy, but I'm also just curious if you have tips on how to find the right therapist because I think a lot of people sort of give up when they try it once and and that person maybe wasn't for them because it's kind of like dating. Like you have to find that person that you vibe with and that you feel like gets you. Yeah. Actually, I have a funny kind of a funny story about that, which is that the first time I tried therapy, I actually like really didn't jive with my therapist and I found myself like lying like I wasn't comfortable so I just like went in and I was like yeah like I'm fine I don't even really know why I'm here and then I felt like I had given like the wrong information as like the foundation of the relationship and so after a few sessions I was kind of like okay this isn't gonna work for me but a friend of mine really encouraged me to like make not give up on therapy 
in general and to actually like talk, like try out somebody else. Um, so I got a referral from my like primary care doctor and, um, the second person who I met with was just like an immediate fit. Um, it's always like kind of weird at the beginning, but like it it ended up being like the right fit for me. Agreed. I think people give up too soon. Yeah. And I get it. It puts a bad taste in your mouth. Like it's yeah. awkward. If if it's yeah. awkward or uncomfortable or you don't jive, like why would you want to try again right. with another new person in an awkward situation? But right. when you do find the one that clicks, it's so worth it and it helps you in so many ways. So completely agree with you on that. Okay. So I want to dive into your story. So I want to take it like all the way back growing up. Were you always entrepreneurial or did you just sort of get thrown into creating a company later on? And as it got more common, like who, who were you growing up? Yeah. So I, well, I guess to start, I'll just explain like what my company is just to like yeah. <laughs> round everyone and what, what Hilma is. Cause I think we have talked a lot about therapy and surprisingly my company <laughs> is not a therapy company. Um, although I am a, a huge fan of it. Um, so Hilma makes natural remedies that actually work for common issues like, you know, gas and bloat, indigestion, various other digestive issues, stomach balance, um, as well as head tension, um, allergies, sinus issues, and immune support. So really it's meant to be like an alternative to anything that you would find in the pharmacy aisle, but it is clean, non-drug, and made with natural ingredients. Um, and very effective. So we'll get into that later, but I thought it might be helpful to just kind of share that. Um, (laughs) Perfect. And then my, my background, I have never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur, to be totally honest. Um, I've always kind of thought of myself as, I mean, I obviously am now, but growing up, I never had like an aspiration to have my own business. And I was actually an art history major. I really wanted to work in the art world. Um, and I kind of tried that out and just realized it wasn't for me. Like art was more of like a passion and something I wanted to do on the weekends. It wasn't something that I wanted to make my whole career out of. And that was actually really, this was sort of right after college, I worked at Christie's in the Impressionist and Modern Art Department, which was like my dream. Um, but then I kind of had a crisis because I realized wait, I've been like, you know, orienting myself towards this goal for what feels like such a long time. And then I realized it wasn't actually what I wanted to do. And I, so that like, obviously begs the question, what do you want to do? And I really wasn't sure. So I, um, you know, spoke to my friends and kind of put feelers out there. And I, um, had a friend who worked at Vogue, um, and they had an opening in the the PR and brand marketing department. And so I, thought that sounded very glamorous. And so I um, interviewed there and ended up getting the job. And I worked there for a little bit over a year. And it was a fascinating place to work. And it really kind of um, calcified my interest in digital storytelling. One of the coolest things I did, um, besides going to the Met Ball, was doing the relaunch of Vogue.com and sort of like understanding how Condé Nast and Vogue specifically was like transitioning their print magazine into online and how, what the impacts that had on the business from a storytelling perspective, but also from an advertiser perspective. So that was like where I, that kind of interest was sparked. And then from there, I went to uh, Vox Media um, where I was working like a little bit more in kind of the digital space and then kind of like found my home at Refinery29 where I was for over three years. Um, And there I was kind of overseeing all of our retail and fashion partners branded content. So I would work with brands like Target to kind of translate what they wanted to achieve from a marketing perspective into a content strategy. So I kind of feel like I've always been a, a bit of a storyteller, been interested in, you know, brand building and how content is plays into that kind of part of brand building. And so, yeah, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I, the, For me, it was really just like the idea, the team, and the, the right time. And it all just kind of aligned. And I decided to take a leap. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because it sounds like where your passions truly lied, at least in the, in the career space, I guess, was arts and fashion. And then here we are talking about you know, natural remedies yeah. and natural medicine. So it, it's fascinating to me. And I'm sure 
you've taken so much from I like as you were mentioning brand building yeah. and everything you were doing there to now be able to apply it to your company now. So I like were you also interested in clean beauty or clean products at the time? Like how did this how did it come to be that all of a sudden we're talking about finding natural remedies for headaches and stomach aches from working in fashion and the arts? Yeah, so that is a great question. Um, not the kind of natural lifestyle was always a passion of mine. Um, my family was kind of like I would say an early adopter of the Whole Foods movement. Like my, I always remember my dad was like talking about organic food before like I, anyone I had ever heard way before it was mainstream, and I just kind of was always like a medicine avoider. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like I just felt. And not because I had had, I knew people who had had like really negative experiences, like athletes who had taken Advil every single day and then had like serious stomach ulcers or liver issues or things like that. But I just, I just, it didn't feel right because it didn't fit with all the other choices that I was making in my life. So for example, like I always was, you know, as a kid, my mom wouldn't let me wear makeup. So I would like, or buy like skincare products and so I would like make them I would read these articles in like 17 magazine about how to make an egg white face mask or (laughs) like I put mayonnaise in my hair like all this silly stuff but it really did kind of solidify this concept for me that um you know ingredients you can pronounce and understand can be really effective so that kind of just became a guiding principle for me in all of my you know, personal care products, my cleaning products, I was always just like kind of looking for the clean, natural option. So it so that kind of is the foundation upon which it became glaring (laughs) that, you know, like I had my clean beauty, my clean skincare, my organic food and my, you know, seventh generation cleaning products. And then, you know, there's like Advil or Tums or Pepto like plopped there next to them and it just stuck out as something that like really didn't make sense for me. Yeah, that's so interesting how when you look back like at the time that was just you being you and then you mm-hmm. look back and you're like it really laid the foundation for my principles in my new company. Like it's so cool how things you do growing up you don't even realize the impact or what it's setting you up for until later yeah. on. So I always find that so interesting mm-hmm. looking back on people's stories in that way. So you're one of three co-founders, right? Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you bring this, you know, the brand building and also like the passion for using clean ingredients mm-hmm. and like making your own, I guess, solutions to problems and to beauty. So where did the two co-founders come in and what are their strengths and how did you guys find each other to make this yeah. company? So I am very lucky that both of my co-founders are very dear friends of mine. Nina, um, who is who Nina and Hillary are co CEOs. Nina is actually was is my oldest friend. <laughs> um, so really? we, we grew up together. Yeah. And then Nina and Hillary went to business school together. Um, and Nina and Hillary became very close um through that experience. And I met Hillary through Nina kind of socially. We actually all three of us went on a trip to Japan together. Um, and we were just friends. And then we kind of just had Nina and I were sitting around and talking about like different products. And I said to her, Oh, you know, I'm actually like feeling really sick. Do you have anything? And she pulled out this like immune support product. That's kind of ubiquitous. This like very orange, very like nineties branding type product. And the two of us just kind of looked at each other and we were, we were just like, why is, why do you have this product? Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And then we, you know, brought Hillary into the idea because she has amazing background in kind of the consumer products, better for you space, um, as well as like amazing finance background. Um, and the three of us kind of, it really was the right team. Like you mentioned, so I am chief brand officer. So I do all of the brand positioning, content strategy, partnerships, all packaging, all the ways that our brand kind of shows up in the world. Nina runs product development um, and retail strategy. Um, she had been at Harry's when they launched at Target. So she had a really like amazing understanding of that space. Um, and Hillary, um, like I said, had a really strong finance background, but she also had worked at the wonderful company 
um, which has a kind of suite of better for you um, consumer products. And um, she just, it just was the right fit. So she, she covers all finance um, as well as digital growth. She also has some experience with some very cool DTC startups. Um, so, the, so the three of us, it just felt right that like each of us kind of had our own lane. And we started doing research and we just, it, it started out honestly not like, okay, we're starting a business. We have to do this right, right now. It was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, and you know, we spent, you know, weekends, we would meet up and go to all of the pharmacies in our area, go to all the health food stores and we kind of talk about it. And then we just, we just became obsessed with the idea because fundamentally each of us was the person who would be the consumer of this like theoretical brand and product. Each of us had had, I shared about my kind of experience with like clean and natural, but Nina and Hillary each had had their own experiences actually more specifically in health, kind of learning about the power of natural remedies. Hillary specifically had like terrible allergies as a child. And like the only thing that worked was a natural remedy that her mom would make her. And so, yeah, we became obsessed with this idea and we spent a year researching and and talking to people and diligencing and really like putting together a board of scientific advisors because the like as you can probably tell from the backgrounds that I gave none of us are scientists or doctors although Nina is the daughter of two doctors which is helpful helpful <laughs> um and so we and then fundamentally we we put together a board and we had a we had a concept of the real like thought leaders in the space who we wanted to bring on and through a lot of hard work and pitching and you know not letting it go we managed to actually bring on some of the the top people who we had originally wanted to bring on um and once we hit that point of saying okay you know these these people who are really respected in the industry want to be part of this then that's when we quit our jobs and decided to pursue it full time but that was like a year and wow. a half after we had had the idea. Wow. So you guys were all working full time and also doing this research, putting a scientific board together. So that's crazy. Yeah, it was like a lot of nights and weekends, but we were just we were just really excited about it. And it, yeah. it was really fun. Um, and, and it was also fun because we were working with our friends. So we could spend, you know, two days of the weekend, all three of us together and, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, but we also had a good time and we were, there was a lot of energy and kind of excitement around the concept. Um, I feel like that's super rare to find three of you who are equally as passionate, equally as driven to actually create this product. So I'm curious if, I feel like a lot of people these days, because I think entrepreneurship is glamorized and yeah, people oh. want to quit their jobs. It's all glamorized. So I feel like there are a lot of people out there that are just coming up with ideas with their friends. And I'm curious if you have advice for anyone who's thinking about getting into business with their friends. Like, did you ever have a moment of doubt? Like, oh no, is this going to ruin our friendship? Or was it just like so smooth sailing? And what would be your advice or something you've learned while working with friends for other people who are thinking of doing the same? I definitely had fears about working with friends because I just feel like that's something that, I don't know, traditionally you're not really supposed to do. Right. I don't know. I don't know why I necessarily feel that way, but I definitely felt that way at first. But it really just, I think doing all of this like pre-work and all of this research while we all had the security of having our other jobs really gave us the confidence to actually say like, okay, we work really well together because we all have the ability to like, I think the hardest part was making the decision to quit our jobs, but we had months and months before we actually did that, where we were just kind of like feeling out the waters. We were like, okay, I'm going to take this part. You take that part, building out like different areas of research, like having meetings and like we, we got a sense of comfort with each other. It, all of us are very hard workers. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And I think like, we didn't necessarily know that about each other until we actually worked with each other. So kind of having these weekly meetings where we would see, okay, like, you know, she's really pulling her weight. Like I'm, pull I feel like I've, I'm pulling my weight. Like I see how this could make sense and kind of getting to know. It's funny because you have close friends and you obviously know them really well, but when you work with someone, you see a totally different side of them. 
um, which I think can can in in some instances probably be very negative. But for us, it was really positive because it was like this new, I don't know, layer of respect for the kind of different skill sets that each of them had. And I think the reason that it has worked so well for us is because we are so different. I think that the the, the key piece of advice that I would give to people who want to start a business with their friends is if you are both good at the same things, you probably should not go into business together because what you want with a founding team is like different skill sets because that builds on on itself. You want to be able to take your lane and like work really hard and own that. Um, and, you know, obviously get input from your co-founders, et cetera, but it's, it's, I think the, the place where you run into trouble is when people have competing ideas in the same lane and are ultimately responsible for the same thing. Um, and that can lead to like, you know, a lot of disagreement, et cetera. Like for us, the way we've kind of set things up is it's, we make decisions by consensus. Um, but each kind of leader of each work stream ultimately makes most final decisions. And that has allowed for us to like feel real ownership and we haven't run into some of the problems that I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I think that's such good advice. And just working as a team, really, instead of being in competing positions where your ideas are sort of, and you get competitive and your ideas are clashing. Yeah. So I think that's really great advice. And it's it's funny you mentioned um, how you saw each other's like work side of each other. And it's true. Like I've had work friends where I really don't like working with them. I don't like their work style. I don't like how they speak to me. But then like we'll go to a happy hour where we're just chatting on Slack and like I love them. So it's true. Like everyone has like how they – their own work style and their personality at work and it can clash. But I think that's great that you guys all happen to have different strengths. Yeah. And I also think like the other piece of advice is is, like really test it out. Like you don't have to immediately like quit your job and start this company. Like you should – spend time like a lot of time months um working with the person who you're considering starting company with and see how it goes you know and like and make a commitment to each other to be really honest about like how you feel like it's going I think that's great advice and going back to how you just mentioned like you spent months and months just (laughs) researching yeah so I want to take it to like okay you have this idea Mm mm-hmm where do you start? Because like you said, you're not a scientist. Yep. <laughs> you have this idea of something that in theory would be great if it worked and we could figure out how to create it. So my first instinct, if I had some idea with no experience, would be Google. So like, what is like <laughs> the first, first step? How do you even conduct your research? Like, how did you figure that all out? So our first step was like, okay, does this exist? Like, are we just missing right. something? Um, And so the first step is really like taking a look at what's out there. For us, that was a pretty laborious task because we have both the -the over-the-counter aisle and kind of looking at those products and seeing what we didn't like about them, what we did like about them, like things we could learn about their, you know, products, brand positioning, retail presence, all of that. And then also looking at the herbal space, um, which is very large. Um, I think everyone has like been to that back aisle of Whole Foods and seen like all those like tinctures and things like that. And that was really important to us to look at because in our minds, that product is what people like us were actively not choosing because that's out there. Like I'm, I, for example, myself, I, like I said, I'm a medicine avoider, but I'm not actually at the time I was not looking up like what's the natural like headache relief. I wasn't Mm -hmm. searching up, you know, willow bark and going and buying that with magnesium and like putting together a tincture because I just didn't care enough. I didn't have time. Um, It was expensive, (laughs) confusing and difficult to navigate. So it was really important to us. We spent a lot of time just going into natural health food stores, talking to the sales associates, going into pharmacies, looking at the different aisles that we were interested in. So that was, I would say, step one. Um, and then step two was looking at the research that was out there about the power of natural ingredients, because we didn't want, we wanted to create things that we knew would work. And we knew that there was a lot of research out there on the power of natural ingredients. Um, and so we wanted to kind of identify the areas that we thought we could play in. Um, and so the way that we thought about that was like, okay, what's the overlap between 
the frequency that someone is experiencing this problem and the availability of natural effective solutions. So like for us, where that landed us at the beginning was um, upset stomach relief, head tension relief, and immune support. Because each of those areas had like everyone gets a headache, everyone gets a cold, everyone gets, you know, indigestion. Um, So very frequently experienced. Um, But also each of those products had a wealth of research on the effectiveness of natural ingredients. So, and that, I mean, as I'm sure you can imagine, that took a lot of reading to kind of like identify that. Um, But, you know, Google and, um, you know, we bought a lot of herbal books um, and, you know, just, just tried to find as many thought leaders as we could, who we could read um, to get a foundational understanding. And then, so that's kind of step two. And then step three was saying, okay, we've defined this concept. We're making clean, natural alternatives to over-the-counter products. These are the three products that we want to start with. Um, And now we need to find some sort of like scientist credibility. And that was just absolutely the most important thing that we did was researching who these people are, what types of, what profile we wanted. We wanted to make sure that we had like traditionally trained MDs um, who also had herbal and kind of holistic sensibilities as well. And so we honestly, we went on LinkedIn and we started looking everyone up and emailing them and sending them Mm -hmm. LinkedIn messages and not just people who we wanted to be on the board, but also, you know, botanists and herbalists who we just wanted to talk to and see what they thought of our concept. And we honestly, so many people were so incredibly generous with their time and just responding to our random LinkedIn messages. And we got a lot of really helpful feedback. That was a really crucial kind of information gathering period. And ultimately through a lot of different connections slash, you know, people like random herbalists who we spoke to would say, oh, you should talk to, you know, Dr. Aviva Rome, who was like our dream person to be on our board. And we were like, yeah, we emailed her. She didn't respond. Or like she said, she's not interested. We had emailed her a couple of times. We've tried a couple of different ways. And this lovely man was like, tell her, send her another email, put my name in the subject line and see if she'll talk to you. And she immediately responded and was like, more than happy to get on the phone. And then we, that gave us the kind of opportunity to pitch her. And she, you know, thought that she, she really liked our concept. And so she's now part of our board. Um, And so just lots of things like that happening. Um, And then that, like I mentioned, once we had those people in place, that was the moment where we were like, okay, we're doing it. That's crazy because it it just shows the power of networking in every single field, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're trying to create or where you're trying to go in in the business world. Like you just have to put yourself out there and talk Mm -hmm. to people and it will lead to the next perfect person. But what really just struck me about what you were saying was for example, you were talking about like getting the magnesium, getting this, getting Mm -hmm. that and like putting it all together. Like it is super expensive and takes Mm -hmm. a lot of research and a lot of time when you don't even know if it's going to work or like Mm -hmm. mess your stomach or headache up even more or just not do anything at all when like you could just pop an Advil. So for me, like I have IBS and I've learned that magnesium helps me at night. And then I also drink peppermint tea. And like, that's about all I can handle because I'm not going to about to go like purchase everything else that they say is like a natural remedy. So the fact that you're putting all of those things into one pill for me to just purchase once and take Mm -hmm. once, it's incredible. And it's so smart. And I never thought about just like how you were explaining grabbing the different pills on the Mm -hmm. shelf and how we don't like take the time or the money or the effort to do it. It just, Hilma makes so much even more sense to me now and it truly has been working for me. So I do so want to get into the products. Yeah. Like, so which which products are you using? I've been using upset stomach because that's like my main yeah. issue is my stomach rather than mm-hmm. like my head or right. the immunity. Right. So I've just – I always try natural remedies because any prescription medicine that a GI has thrown my way doesn't do anything. The only yeah. thing that's helped is magnesium and sun fiber. So I'm like, okay – 
I need to just keep taking like anything natural that I can get my hands on and see what yeah. works. And those things work for every day. But in terms of like a flare up or a stomach ache, I didn't really have a solution other than like some peppermint tea. So that's when I take Hilma, usually at night when I'm like bloated or have a stomach ache from dinner. And I notice like an hour later, it's not like this drastic mm-hmm. feeling like an Advil is like, oh shit, my my headache's mm-hmm. away. It just all of a sudden I realize like, oh, I haven't been in pain. Like, oh, I feel so much better. So it's such a nice, gentle, easy, inexpensive way and natural way to get rid of a stomach ache. So like, I just could not be happier with it. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I, you know, love, I, I talk to customers, like at least three customers a week. And I honestly, it's so incredibly gratifying to hear that feedback because that's exactly why we created the products. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people who look for natural solutions often find, there's also a lot of really amazing new brands out there that are meant for daily use, you know, like probiotics or, you know, daily vitamins or, you know, magnesium even like there's, there's a lot of really amazing brands creating high quality supplements that you're meant to take every day to kind of help a health issue over time. But the reality is that like everyone gets that headache, everyone gets that stomach ache. And in the moment you're like, Oh, what do I do? And for a lot of people, they, they, their only option is something that their choice is either to like suffer or take a product that they don't feel great about. Um, and so our vision is to have a natural option that you can take. Um, one thing I do want to say is like very pro Western medicine, like Advil yeah. is great. If you have a migraine, you should absolutely take Advil. Um, you know, all of those products have a place. Um, but I think for people who are experiencing discomfort pretty frequently, like it's nice to have an option that they can feel a little bit better about taking. Exactly. And that's what it is. When there's a flare up a few times a week, I yeah. I want something that I feel good about taking that I feel like is super healthy for me at the same time as solving the issue at hand. Yeah. So I'm just so glad to find a solution. And it's interesting to hear, you think these days that there's a product for everything, yeah. but really hearing about all of the research you did, it shows there truly was a gap. Yeah, they're really. We were really surprised, actually, how <laughs> yeah uh, difficult it was to to find, and really impossible to find the, the exact thing that we wanted. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about our products. Um, so we launched with three products. Um, like I mentioned, we have since expanded to eight products, um, and we have more coming. So definitely stay tuned. Our our most popular kind of bestsellers are our digestive essentials. Um, so that includes upset stomach relief, which you mentioned. That is really meant for upset stomach and acid indigestion. So if you're someone who gets heartburn um, or that kind of like burning feeling in your chest and stomach, that's what that product is is for. Um, it has great ingredients like chamomile and artichoke leaf extract, um, as well as other a couple of other things. Um, and it's it's re- it's really like one of our most popular products. Um, I want to explain a little bit about our clinical research after this, but what yeah. I, what all I'll say is we did our own clinical studies and 94% of people who took upset stomach relief experienced relief within 30 minutes, wow. um, which is really powerful. Wow. So upset stomach relief. Um, then one of our newer products, which has quickly become a bestseller and has actually sold out twice is gas and bloat relief. Um, so this, I think like everyone experiences bloating. I don't know yes. any woman at least who have done that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll send you, I'll send you some, make sure you get some. Um, so that product is similar to upset stomach relief in the sense that you take it when you feel the gas and bloating. Like a lot of people use it when they're on their period or after a big meal or after drinking, um, kind of like at the end of the day when you're just like, Oh, I feel like I really feel like there's a balloon in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that product is made, it's funny you said peppermint tea because it has peppermint leaf in it mm-hmm. um, and is really like an amazing, effective product. Um, so that's been really popular. And then the final piece in our digestive essentials is stomach reset, um, which is a really hydrating and balancing drink mix for your gut. So it's kind of like our answer to like a Pedialyte. Um, a lot of people use it when they're hungover or if they've had like you know, if they're getting over the flu or some sort of stomach bug, um, and you know, your stomach just feels like really off. Um, 
most people don't think about like their stomach specifically as needing to be hydrated, but often that feeling of like being kind of off is actually the, your stomach is dehydrated. So it has a lot of really amazing, um, hydrating electrolytes like coconut water, um, and marine algae, um, as well as gastroprotective herbs like goji berry and ama fruit. Um, and it also tastes really good. (laughs) It's like a, it's a little packet that you pour into water. So that's been really popular as well. Um, and then the other two best-selling products are tension relief, which is for occasional head tension. So this is something that a lot of people use, you know, if they're hungover or during their period, they might get a tension headache. Um, some people also use it for like neck tension. Um, but it is really effective. It's actually, it's the ingredient story here is really interesting. It's made with white willow bark. Um, and magnesium um, and a couple of other herbs. But white willow bark is fascinating because the chemical compound that's used for aspirin was actually discovered in white willow bark. So it's kind of like going, going coming full circle. Um, yeah. And it's really um, effective and has been so popular because there's really no, in the digestive space, there's, you know, people know about like chamomile or like herbal tea or different things that are kind of have a natural tilt to them that might help tension relief. There's really nothing like no one, there's no natural like headache remedy. Um, people know about magnesium, but you know, it, you need a little more than magnesium if you're actually like experiencing a headache in the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's been popular. And then indoor outdoor support is our, um, sort of pollen and dust defense. So if you're someone who experiences seasonal allergies or you, you know, you have like a mold issue or like super dusty house or dogs or cats or anything like that, um, it really helps with the sinus response um, to those types of triggers. Um, And that's an incredibly popular product in the spring and actually also in the fall because there's a lot of um, seasonal allergies that happen in the fall as well. That's I I don't I haven't done the research that you've done, but I haven't heard mm-hmm. of like an alternative to an a healthy clean alternative to allergies, and that's also something that you want to take. Like if you're having allergies consistently for a month, you can feel good about taking that every day, as opposed to something like a Claritin. Like you don't really want to take that every single day. Yeah, we've a lot of people. Um, allergies are really interesting because they're of all of the kind of issues that we address allergies are the most specific to the individual because some people take Claritin and it works. It does the job and it's fine. But a lot of people take like Claritin or Zyrtec or whatever, and they don't, it's not actually working, but they take it because they don't know what else to do. Um, and so they're, they have this double issue of like continuing to feel bad and also feeling bad about the fact that they're taking a a drug every day. (laughs) Um, and so we've found that, you know, people love our indoor outdoor support because it's really effective. Um, and some people take it alongside a Claritin or a Zyrtec. Um, others just use it as a, as its own product. And it's, it's, it's really, really popular. And yeah. So the final like suite of products is the immune products, um, which are kind of, we have an elderberry immune gummy, which is vegan and it's made. It with, tastes so it's good. Really good. I have yeah, it I have as it. my dessert <laughs> every night. <laughs> I literally get them every night for my sweet tooth. Yeah. It's really like shocking how little, I'm just looking at this right now. It has three grams of sugar. Most gummies have like six. um, And most of them use gelatin, which is not vegan. Um, And you know, there's something really wrong with gelatin, but if you're someone who is trying to avoid animal products, like it's nice to have um, an alternative. Um, So that's great. That's also popular. And then we have an immune support powder, which is kind of like our alternative to like, you know, an emergency type product. Um, and then respiratory support, which is specifically for like sinus issues, um, non-allergy sinus issues. So like if you start to feel kind of sniffly during cold and flu season, that's a great option. What's so great is that as opposed to taking a drug, you're feeling like you're actually adding value to your body and adding – it's like almost an excuse to add extra vitamins mm-hmm. and whatnot to your body rather than – like obviously you're taking it to support you in an issue that you're having, but you're also taking it and you're adding healthy vitamins and minerals and whatnot to your body and it's helping you in a healthy way. So that's that's definitely my favorite part about the product and 
on that note, I'm curious, since you've done so much research and and you know so much more about herbal remedies and and everything that goes into clean alternatives, do you have anything new that you add into your routine other than Helma products, like maybe a vitamin or a tea or something that you have learned about through your research that now you incorporate into your routine? Yeah. Well, I definitely use the Hilma products. I have like a pile yeah, of them at my I'm desk sure. right now. So <laughs> I, you know, often I'll like start my day with our immune support tea because I love how it tastes. Whenever I'm hungover, oh, I, I always that. take stomach reset. Oh, I, I, I'll send you, I'll make sure you get everything. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and I will be honest, I use our gas relief product at least once a week. Yeah. Um, but I would say one thing that I have started doing is I have really learned the power of like the, the teas, like a ginger tea and a peppermint tea when my stomach is feeling off. Like it's not like if if my stomach is upset, I will take our product, but if I'm just kind of like not feeling my best, I will take, I will use herbal teas in a way that I have never done previously because it's really effective and really calming. Um, I also, this is like not related to really any of the Hilma products, but through a lot of research, um, I learned that chia seeds are really amazing in terms of hydration and also fiber. And so I will often put chia seeds in my water. It looks really gross, but um, there's something about like the gel that forms around a chia seed when it's immersed in water that's very, very hydrating. Um, and I love the extra fiber because it's just great for your system regularity and all of that. So um, that's another kind of like random tip that I would recommend. <laughs> yeah. I never realized it was hydrating. I always add it into everything I eat because of the fiber, but I didn't realize yeah. it was hydrating. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go into the ending segment, fun facts and favorites, I do want to just ask a couple of advice questions. Of so course. what is your advice for someone who is wanting to start a business right now and doesn't know where to start? Um, so I feel like I sit, have said the word research like way too much during this interview, but <laughs> I will say like, do your research. Like I, I, we spent so much time making sure before we spoke to any, you know, scientific, potential scientific advisors or investors or um, retail partners for potential retail partners, making sure that we we knew why our product needed to exist beyond our just intuition of like, okay, this obviously makes sense and obviously should exist. We made sure that that intuition was validated by hard data. Um, and all of that is available to you through Google. You can also kind of create that yourself. We did, um, one thing I didn't actually mention is we did a test with all of our friends where we put together different herbal products on the market that we wanted to test for like effectiveness and sent out to 50 of our friends and asked them to fill out a survey. We also interviewed and surveyed like hundreds of people um, so that we could have some level of data saying like X percent of this cohort of people who we interviewed um, are interested in a natural alternative. Um, And so just making sure that you're validating your assumptions with research um, before you take any large steps um, in your own like personal planning is the best that it just, it's the best advice I can give because it will just only make your idea stronger. um, And you just will be prepared for any questions that you get. Um, And the other thing I would say is talk to people who disagree with you and who don't think your idea is a good idea Hmm. because um, it's kind of like almost like the know your enemies approach. It's like you you need to know why someone might think that your idea is a bad idea. Like, you know, we talked to people who said no one's going to – Advil has like such intense like brand affinity. Like you're not going to be able to convert people who love Advil. And that actually is in many ways right. And it actually right. – Uh, enabled us to say, okay, you know what? You're right. We're actually not trying to convert people who love Advil. We're, we're trying to reach the people who are interested in alternative or people who don't love taking it, but do take it sometimes and feel bad about it. And that's, we believe that that's a big enough group of people, um, for us to, you know, justify this business. So, you know, and not just Advil, obviously lots of other products, but yeah. So I think that can only strengthen your argument. Um, 
And conversations like that are what also kind of led us to the this sort of scientific foundation for our business, which I'll just very quickly recount to you because I, I have alluded to it many times, but I don't think I've actually yeah, go articulated it. it. Um, the first is our board of doctors who formulate all of our products with us, which I've definitely covered. The second is that we only include ingredients in our products that have clinical research behind them. So that can actually be very limiting to us sometimes. There are ingredients that are you know, cool and trendy, but they haven't actually been researched. And we're not interested in those ingredients because we just want products that are going to be effective and work. Um, and like, that's kind of what we're building our brand on. The third is that we actually run our own clinical studies on our products themselves, which is a huge investment and step that most other like natural brands don't invest in because it's very expensive um, and it's not required. Um, but we do it because we one, believe in kind of investing in the science in this space, but two, um, it enables us to say things, like I said earlier, you know, 94% of people who tried our upset stomach relief experience relief within 30 minutes. And that kind of helps us with some of the skeptics. Um, and it's really like our biggest differentiator as a brand. Yeah. What really strikes me is that it can be so easy once you come up with a business idea to just want to get it out there before someone mm. else does it and like yeah. you just want to see the product in people's hands. But what I've taken from this conversation is the importance of the research to then make your launch and the actual product and the actual results that much greater and that much more successful in the long run. So thank you. That has been such great advice. And I feel like I've even – I'm. I've learned so much in this episode, so I'm so oh, excited so to share it with everyone. So let's go into fun facts and favorites. What is your morning routine? Um, so I wake up on the like medium early side. Like I try to wake up at like 6.45 or 7. Um, I drink a glass of water. That's very important to me. <laughs> my hydration is like, it's like a joke with my friends that I'm obsessed with. I always have like a water bottle near me. Um, <laughs> And I try to work out like, or, or move in some way, um, hope ideally outside. Sometimes that's not possible, but either like going on a run or like doing yoga outside or like even just like stretching. Um, and then I listen to a podcast while I take a shower and, um, make coffee and breakfast. And then I start my day. Perfect segue. Cause the next question mm -hmm. is what's your favorite podcast? <laughs> Um, my favorite podcast is, well, I listen to the daily from the New York times every day. Um, and that's usually the one that I listen to in the morning because it's like short and it like that 20, 25 minutes, like it kind of encompasses that whole morning routine from like shower to breakfast. Right. Um, but I also really love Ezra Klein's podcast. Um, he is a New York times opinion columnist and he talks about, he just has really interesting guests from like a wide range of disciplines and I think he's really thoughtful um and yeah those are my, I think those are my top two awesome okay when do you feel your happiest um I, I think when I'm like outside doing things with people who I love so if that's like my boyfriend or my friends or my family like going on a hike or you know going on a doesn't have to be like intense hike going on a walk going on a bike ride um or traveling, going to the beach, like that's my, that's probably when I'm happiest. Where do you live? It sounds like you can just be outside all year round. Oh, no, <laughs> I cannot. Um, I wish that I could. I, where I live is like kind of a confusing answer right now. Right now I'm in um, New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is my, during COVID, my boyfriend and I um, rented a house out here because it's like very so nice. calm and like on, it's like near a farm and it's, you know, wow. a lot of trees and stuff. So that's been really nice. Um, but usually I live in New York city. <laughs> um, I'm jealous because yeah. same and I'm craving that lifestyle right now. I'm yeah. literally planning a trip with my boyfriend upstate because like, I'm craving that. Yeah. But you know what? Even when I lived in New York, like I was lucky enough to live like near the Hudson river and like, I would try mm -hmm. to like, just like go see the water at least once a day. Cause I yeah. love being outside. Me too. I'm on the west side and I'm always trying to like make yeah. my way over to the water. Yes, it's me too. It's like the only nice cleanish spot in the city to just feel like yeah. you're getting some glimpse of nature. <laughs> totally. Okay. What would be your last meal on earth? Um, pasta with pomodoro sauce. I'm a huge, I truly love pasta and I love 
pomodoro sauce. And even though it always makes me have to reach for my Hilma upset stomach and gas relief, <laughs> it is truly my favorite food. So I'm with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Where can the people find you and Hilma? Um, you can find me. My Instagram is just my name, Lily Galif. Um, and my, and you can find Hilma on Instagram at Hilma underscore co um, or on our website, which is Hilma.co. Um, and we're also available in Target. Um, so if you're heading to a Target somewhere, check our store locator because we're in like half of the Targets out there, but um, also available in Target. Oh my God. I didn't know that. That's huge. Yeah. It was a huge win for us this year um, to have wow. the gas relief is actually, we have four products there, two of our immune products and upset stomach and gas and gas has been really popular there too. Oh so. my God. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to head to Target. Also, yeah, I have a promo do. code for Hilma. So I'll put that in the description below. And thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there and I will see you guys next week. Bye.